Hey there everyone, my name is Michael Dougal and during this video you're going to learn how to get started with prospecting for business. Prospecting is the fastest way to grow your real estate business. The way you're going to be successful in any sort of business is by generating leads and what prospecting allows you to do is to have a duplicatable, repeatable method of consistently finding clients so that you can have some security knowing that there's consistently going to be paychecks coming in. There are three potential ways that you can build your business in real estate. Number one, you can wait for it. Number two, you can buy it or number three, you can go out and find it. And that's what prospecting is. You can look at prospecting kind of like mining for gold. That's really what you're doing. You're being out there. You're talking to people on the phone. You're door knocking. And we're going to talk about some different lead sources and how you can get started with them. First, you're going to make a decision and commit to prospecting every single day as long as you're in the real estate business. What happens is no matter how busy you are, maybe you're dealing with the closing, maybe you're busy listing another property up on the MLS, you need to commit to prospecting every single day. And that's what's going to ensure that you're consistently generating business. It may not be easy, but we know that if we do the hard things, we're going to see better results. And prospecting has been proven over decades. I wouldn't let anybody tell you that it's too old fashioned. It wouldn't work. Sure, there may be specific practices that you can use now that would allow you to see better results. But when it comes down to it, you need to have a good solid foundation. And by you prospecting, it shows prospective clients that you're hardworking, shows you're committed to your job and shows them the kind of customer service that they could expect. Let's say if they were to list their property with you or they were to work with you to buy a property. No matter how busy you get, you need to be prospecting. That means if you have a busy day dealing with a closing, you still have to prospect. If you're busy listing a property up for sale and getting it all up in the MLS, you still have to prospect because once you discontinue the habit, it becomes very difficult to get started again. So the first things first is get it down in your schedule. I personally prefer doing it first thing in the morning and that's because of the fact that first thing in the morning, we have more energy. We often have far fewer distractions in the morning than we do in the afternoon and we have more control over our schedule that way. Now, there's a lot of reasons why real estate agents refuse to prospect, most being mental. The three most common that I have found are the fear of acceptance, the fear of embarrassment, and the fear of rejection. And this is why having a strong mindset is ever so important because you have to recognize that the real estate business and prospecting is a numbers game. If you talk to enough people, you're definitely going to generate leads. If a client is refusing to work with you, it does not mean that they are rejecting you as a person. So don't take things so personally. Just look at it like next. An affirmation that I tell myself is every no gets me one step closer to a yes. So every time I hear a no, cha-ching. And there's many times when you can prospecting and you can feel somewhat embarrassed because a prospect may ask you a question that you just don't know the answer to. Let's say they ask you if you're familiar with their specific area. And let's say you have no local knowledge. It can be somewhat embarrassing. But the idea is that you have a strong mindset. And every single time a prospect says something or maybe asks you a question that you don't know the answer to, write down their question or concern and then talk to your mentor about it or ask me about it. Ask me, Michael, how would you have handled this situation if a prospect said this. And this is going to ensure that you're consistently getting better with time. After you've made your first 100 phone calls, can you just imagine how easy it is for you to pick up the phone and start generating leads? Most of the reasons why you don't prospect are made up excuses for you to not do the hard work. And once you recognize that and you embrace the hard work and you make it part of your daily schedule, within 90 days, you'll be generating leads easily. Prospecting is the highest paying activity in real estate. And if you design your schedule that's based around your prospecting every single day, you're going to generate business. And how you can make it easier for you to get over some of these fears is to continuously be plugging into good positive information, good positive thoughts, good positive people. The benefit of prospecting first thing in the morning is that you haven't had really many negative things go on during the day for them to cloud your mind and for them to distract you. You're pretty optimistic, you're pretty energetic, and ideally what you want to do is you want to have a pre-prospecting routine. And a pre-prospecting routine is a routine where you're doing things that inspire you, that give you a sense of enthusiasm, give you some confidence about going ahead and stretching yourself to get out of your comfort 
comfort zone. So you want to read great books. You want to have good audibles. You want to be on YouTube, maybe watching videos of other people prospecting or role playing. What you don't want to do before prospecting is listen to negativity. Maybe go on the news. Heck, most of the news is going to be negative. So you do not want to pollute your mind with that nonsense. So once you've done your pre-prospecting routine to get you in the right state of mind, then you're going to have your time block that's dedicated to prospecting. And it's important that you don't overcommit. If prospecting three hours a day is too much for you, I totally understand that would be hard for anyone. So maybe just try 30 minutes at the beginning and then you can build up that muscle and get to prospect an hour every single day and then two hours and then you start to see the results and you're going to want to prospect even more. And during this time block where you're prospecting, you want to have complete control over the distractions. You don't want to be checking your social media. You want to be very intentional about your time spent during the call and your time spent between phone calls. In fact, between phone calls, if you have some good music playing in the background to keep your energy high, if you're saying good positive affirmations to yourself, like this is my next appointment, people love the sound of my voice. You're going to feel more inspired about taking on that next phone call. You want to treat the time block of prospecting the same way you would treat a listing appointment. If you had a listing appointment, you would not be late. You would be on time. You would be professional. You would be well prepared. And that's the same mentality you have to have around your prospecting time block because the more prospecting you do, the more appointments you're going to get on as a result. So before starting your prospecting session, you want to decide who are you going to phone call or who you're going to door knock during that specific prospecting session. Some of the best lead sources include a center of influence and past clients calling expired listings for sale by owners, calling probate leads. And don't forget about calling around your listings or calling around the company listings and seeing if they happen to know anyone else looking to sell. And if you wanted to learn about other lead sources that you could potentially implement in your prospecting, then definitely reach out to me, message me on Instagram. I can shed some more light on different areas in which you can prospect. But it's important that you determine who you are going to call during your prospecting session. So you don't want to start your prospecting session and be scrambling around looking for phone numbers and asking yourself, who do I call? No, that's going to obviously be a major distraction for you. And then to stay focused and stay intentional, ideally, if you have some sort of prospecting board and your board is going to consist of different scripts. So what I recommend that you do is you print out the scripts that are applicable for the specific lead sources you're calling. For instance, if you're calling expired listings then make sure you have a printout of your expired listing script and get it taped on your board. So that way what happens is during a conversation, you don't have to look around for the script. You can just look right in front of you and ideally it should be placed there on your prospecting board. Ideally on your prospecting board, you want to have some good things for your mindset as well. You want to have the common objection handlers and you want to design it as such that there are four or five different scripts there that you most commonly use. And we have decades of successful real estate professionals that have fortunately shared their real estate scripts with us. So all that we have to do is put them to work because their scripts have been proven and our scripts have not. All those scripts need to be studied. You see scripts can come across the wrong way if you're reading them for the first time while being on the phone with a prospect. No, don't do that. Ideally what you want to do is you want to study one script at a time and remember that the tonality is more important than the actual words that we use on the script. So make the scripts a part of you and add enthusiasm and add energy. You never want to sound like you're reading. One of the greatest things that you can do during your pre-prospecting routine is have a role play partner. Let's say one day you have a plan to call all of your past clients during your prospecting session. Then before your prospecting session, why not find a role play partner and role play the particular script that you're going to use when calling your past clients. And that's going to make you very confident about getting on the phones. You're going to feel like you've shaken off some of the rust and you're in the groove because often they say the hard hardest call to make is the first call of the day. And during your prospecting time block, it doesn't necessarily have to be on the phones. Door knocking is great too. There's a lot of benefits to doing both. I've done both throughout my career. And one thing I really like about door knocking is you can reach some of the people that don't have phone numbers or those really hot leads. And you can even have the opportunity of sometimes listing the properties on the spot. What's more important is that you have your standard and that's your minimum standard that you have to meet every single day. So you can decide whether that's number of hours prospected or you can decide if it's number of conversations that are made. I recommend that you start off with doing 
15 conversations per day. And that does not count making a phone call and somebody not answering. It means a conversation with you and a decision maker regarding buying or selling. And then what you want to do is eliminate repetitious boredom by having some days maybe you phone call, some days you door knock, some days you try different lead sources. And this way you're always switching things up. You're having some variety so you're still enjoying it. But you definitely want to be tracking your numbers every single day. You want to track how many conversations you've made and how many leads you've generated. And that's going to be really important for you to understand what is actually working and what's duplicatable. If you're trying a new lead source, for example, don't just judge the quality of the lead source after a week. Try it for 90 days and then look at your numbers. See how many conversations I would have to make, see how many leads it would generate and how many appointments it resulted in. And then you can better decide if you should still continue pursuing that lead source. And remember, when there is nothing to do during the day, you want to spend that time prospecting because somewhere within a 10 minute driving distance of you, there's going to be listed properties within the next week. And we want to make sure that you are the agent that is taking those listings. And you're going to get better results focusing on seller prospects versus buyers because what happens is, is often when you work buyers and you specifically look for buyers, sellers don't come as a result. But if you look for seller prospects and you ideally speak to homeowners only, you will naturally attract a lot of buyers. See, if you were to do one buyer transaction, it would take 30 to 35 hours. But if you work one listing, it's pretty much five hours of work considering the fact that all you need to do is do a listing presentation, price the property correctly, you're listing it on the MLS, and then suddenly all of the local agents start doing their very best to find a buyer that they can bring to your listing. So set some goals for yourself. It's a lot easier to do five transactions per month if you're working sellers versus working buyers. And what you want to do is when you're on the phone with prospects, don't try to sell them too hard. Keep in mind your objective and your only objective is to set an appointment with them, which is a face-to-face conversation where you can make a listing presentation and then confidently get the contract signed. And recognize that 70% of the appointments that you set are going to be set during follow-up calls, which means that if you're not consistently following up with your prospects, you can look at prospecting like a waste of time. There's way too much money lost in poor lead follow-up. Why do agents not follow up? Maybe they forget, maybe they're disorganized, maybe they have hesitancy because they don't know what to say, but most commonly it's because they're not following up enough. There are going to be some lead sources out there and you just need to catch them at the right time. People are busy, they're living their own lives. So there are some leads where you may benefit by following up two times a day. They will not be offended, they're just again busy with their lives and during that conversation when you're following up with them, your intention is to set an appointment. So spend less time building rapport and spend more time closing for the appointment. And to build your confidence with going out there and prospecting, especially with strangers, because it's not easy, is to list out some of the common objections that you get or that would expect to get. And some of them would include things like, I have a friend in the business. I want you to discount your commission. I want to try selling the property by myself. Maybe they would say that they're looking for a local agent and you don't specialize in that specific community. So it's important that if you keep getting the same feedback, the same objections, that you master these objections. And when you're responding to the client and you're answering their objection, you're sounding as if you've said it hundreds of times because that's going to build their confidence. So what you want to do is if a client objects, first thing is don't take it personally. It's just a question in the mind of the prospect. So you're answering their question and then you're getting back on script. And a lot of real estate agents make the mistake of arguing with the prospect once they get an objection. No, rather than doing that, what you have to do is you have to be on their side. You have to acknowledge them. So this is the formula for handling objections. The first thing you want to do is you want to repeat what they say, you want to approve what they say, you want to answer their question or objection, and then you want to get to the next question on the script. So if the objection is, Michael, I'm looking for a local agent, you don't work my area, remember, repeat, approve, answer their objection, get back on script. You're looking for a local agent and I can appreciate that and you'd be happy to know that we can cover the local buyers and also have your property exposed to the buyers that may not be local. Wouldn't that be best for you? And then you get them back on script and you can close. And one of my favorite closes is saying to the prospect, 
I don't mind stopping by for 15 minutes and sharing with you exactly what I would do to get your home sold in this market. Would today or tomorrow work better for you? Notice I did not take their objection personally. I treated it like a question in their mind just because the prospect very often doesn't know any better. And that's the mindset you have to have. You need to really believe that you are the best agent for the job. So for your own mindset, I would really encourage you to write down five or 10 reasons why a prospect would benefit by listing their home with you or by working with you to buy a property. And a couple of great reasons could be that you're always seeking more education to make yourself a better real estate agent, like the fact that you're watching this video or mentioning the fact that you're backed by a great brokerage. Something that really helped me with my prospecting, specifically on the phones, is that I would always prospect standing up. I would never sit down because what happens is when we're standing and we're on the phone, we have more energy, we have more enthusiasm. We're able to wave our hands and use hand gestures, which give us different tone inflections. We just sound more interesting to talk to. So you wanna look at prospecting kind of like an aerobic activity. It should require some energy and that's why it pays such good results. So prospect whom you're comfortable prospecting to, but make sure you're prospecting every workday. Keep on tracking your numbers. Remember to practice, rehearse your scripts, role play them with a partner. Ideally have some sort of accountability in place. Maybe you're paying somebody if you're not doing your prospecting session. Keep on following up with your prospects. Remember that every no is just going to get you closer to a yes. I really hope you did find this video informative and make sure to connect with me. I'm Michael Dougal. I look forward to connecting with you on social media or at a future event and let me know how prospecting goes for you.